Welcome to the Thrive Today podcast. I'm Natalie Bourne. I'm the media host for Thrive Today, and I'm the founder of Innovation Meets Leadership. Our primary focus at Thrive Today is to help you identify the authority of God's word and connect it to your relevance and your success at work. Well, I want to give a quick shout out because we are on YouTube. So as you are consuming this awesome content, head over to YouTube and subscribe there to the Thrive Today Women podcast. Well, guys, I'm excited for our guest today, and I know you're going to be too. We are talking to Dr. Dave Martin. He's America's number one Christian success coach. He's a coach, a pastor, a mentor. He's also an inspirational speaker and a business leader with a mission to communicate biblical principles of success. I cannot wait for you to hear from him today. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Dave. Hey, thank you, Natalie. It's so good to be with you. And I love what you do, so I'm excited to be a part of it and love the whole Thrive community. And so this is awesome. Thanks for having me on today. Awesome. Well, you know what? You have been writing for us, and I have to tell the the ladies out there on the line that are listening, if you haven't checked out the Thrive Today magazine, it's amazing. And Dr. Dave is kind of a mainstay in our magazine. He's been writing for us, and the content that you've written is incredible. And I want to kind of just call out in our third journal, some of the information that he's written that we're going to talk a little bit about today, as well as his book. And so I would love for you to talk to us a little bit about, we're going to jump right in and just talk about your article in the third edition, where you talk about the parallel between courage and success. And I would love for you just to talk to us a little bit about that. I love the whole concept of what you're talking about, bringing the authority of God's word into our daily life, into our success. You know, I always say there's a big difference between the person of Jesus and the principles of Jesus. The person of Jesus prepares you for heaven, but the principles of Jesus prepare you for earth. And there's ungodly people who use godly principles all the time to achieve great success, while a lot of times Christians and church people don't understand the principles that are there for us to succeed. And so I love to to write about those principles. I've been on a, a tour the last several years called Get Motivated. It's with the guys from Shark Tank, Tony Robbins, myself, some of those guys. And I was talking to Damon John, one of the guys from Shark Tank. He started a company called FUBU. Yeah. And he was talking about writing down your goals. And uh, he said, when you write down your goals, I was explaining to him that all the principles that we share for success, like we're going to talk about courage and procrastination, some of those things today, And I said, all these principles are in the Bible. The Bible is the greatest success book ever written. He said, this stuff's not in the Bible. And so (laughs) he was talking about writing his goals down for this company. He said, you know, that when you write down your goals, you dramatically increase the likelihood of accomplishing them. I said, yeah, true. It's in the Bible. Exactly. Come on. He said, Dave, that's not in the Bible. I said, Damon, I'm telling you, look, Habakkuk 2, verse 2, write the vision, make it plain so you can run with it. I said, that's, it's talking about writing down your goals, making it so easy that you can read it on the run, one version says. Wow. Uh, and he said, whoa. I said, all the principles, they're there for us. Ladies, have you ever straightened up the shoes in your closet? <laughs> and you got done straight up the shoes in your closet and you felt like you could conquer the world that day? Do you Absolutely. know the feeling I'm talking about? You're like, what else could I do today? Let's yes. do the kitchen next. Let's do that. <laughs> Why do you feel like that? Well, because you just did a godly thing. You did a godly principle. God is a God of order. Wow. Order is the accurate arrangement of things. So when you put things in the proper arrangement, 
accurate arrangement of things. You created order, being that God is a God of order. You just did a godly thing by straightening up the shoes in your closet. Now you feel good when you do godly things. It's the difference between the person of Jesus and the principles. And so these these principles. So uh, I know I went a whole, <laughs> whole off there for a minute, but uh, I just I love it because it, it's so it, it's so true. Like taking time right now, you're mm-hmm. taking time to listen to our podcast, right? Yeah. And you take time to read the magazine, and and well, you're investing. I don't yeah. teach a lot on time management. I teach on time investment. Wow. Time's not something you manage. It's something you invest. It's all God gave you, right? Mm-hmm. Every country has a currency. America has the dollar. Mexico has the peso. England has yeah. the pound. Yeah. Heaven even has a currency. The Bible says anything you need from heaven, you receive it by faith. So faith would be heaven's currency. Earth's currency is time. Anything wow. you have today, you traded your time for, right? Anything you don't have, you've been unwilling to trade your time for. All God gave you was time. God didn't give me any friends. He gave me some time. I traded my time with some people, and now I have a friendship. God didn't give me money. He didn't give me a job. He gave me time. I traded my time with someone, and they paid me. Uh, So all I have is time, 24 hours in a day, Mm -hmm. right? None of us have more time than that. None of us have less time. Successful people don't have more time than unsuccessful people. We each have 24 hours in a day, and it's what we do, how we invest. I look at it like 24 boxcars on the train to success, right? What you put in each of those boxcars determines what you get at the end of the day. And so talking about how courage and success go together, you have to have the courage to make the decisions of what you're going to put in your boxcars, right? When I have a meeting, if you and I are going to have a meeting, well, we're going to meet from 1030 to 1115. My meeting times have a begin and they have an ending time because if I don't value my time, right? Have you ever had someone, Natalie, I'm just wasting some time, Thought I'd come see what you were doing. Yeah. Nope. Now you're wasting my time too, right? All we have is time. And so you got to have the courage. That's where courage and success. Courage is, I love the quote, life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Wow. I love, Life shrinks I love that. or expands in proportion. So the more cur- courage is the ability to take risk. Yeah. I wrote a book called The 12 Traits of the Greats. And I, one of the 12 traits I put in there was courage. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I put it in there, you know, other ones are mindset and uh, you know, developing your belief system, understanding your passion, all those kind of things. But courage was kind of one of those that if you're going to do anything great in life, whether it's a, a build a great business, whether it's build a great family, you're going to have to take some risk. You're going to have to do mm-hmm. some things that maybe are out of your comfort zone. Yes. And so it takes courage to tell people, hey, look, my time is, is valuable. Not that I don't love you and appreciate you, but if I don't put some value on this. Yes. And you have to have the courage, courage to be yourself. Mm-hmm. So many people, especially with Instagram and Facebook and all that, they're trying to be everybody else, you know, yeah. or, or we're looking at, we've heard it all said before, we're looking at someone else's highlight reel. You know, on Tuesday nights, I, I post a picture of me and my wife on date night. We're smiling, a little selfie, you know. And everyone's like, oh, look at them. They just, they're always so happy. Everything's just so wonderful <laughs> because they see the picture of Tuesday night, date night. I don't post right. pictures of Thursday night, fight night. Right. right? <laughs> I keep that to myself. Exactly. And, and so we're, we show this picture of, our, our, of, of what we want everyone to think. 
you know, when we have all of our makeup, well, I don't have all my makeup on. Well, you know. when I have all my makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it takes courage. Yeah. It takes courage to do anything great. And That's so right. the more courage you have, your life can expand. It can grow. It can develop. The less courage you have, it shrinks and your your life gets smaller. Your mindset gets smaller. And so I encourage people to, to put that courage. Uh, courage will bring great success uh, to our life and to our future. So I, I, love I just that. rambled on. I love it. Go ahead. I love it. Well, I want to, I want to lean into what you were saying around time. You said, you say in, in one of our magazine articles that you've written for us, you talk a lot about how procrastination is the assassin of opportunity. Can you, can you lean in a little harder to that when you're talking about time? Yeah. You know, I, I was, I was right. I wrote the other day, the definition of modern definition of procrastination, the act of delaying or postponing a task. We've all been good at that, haven't we? Absolutely. Or, or, or a set of tasks. And so not following through with something. And, and that, that quote that you, that you said, it, the procrastination is the assassination, the assassin of opportunity. Or the, the procrastination brings the assassination of motivation. Because yeah. when you kill your motivation, you kill, you kill opportunity, right? Yeah. And so a lot of times motivation is, is what gets you going. Habit is what gets you there. Uh, now, right now, we're we're still here in the first part of the year, and uh, January people are still, you know, they got their new goals for the year. In February, we still got them, but they've, we, you know, about fifty percent of people have dropped off. Right. Uh, by 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 April, May, by May, they say ninety percent have given up on wow. their New Year's goals. Right. Wow. So we know the top goals. I'm going to lose weight this year. <laughs> that, that's one of mine, you know, I, that's one of mine every year. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best. I get up every morning now and I run around the block two or three times and then I put the block back under my bed. <laughs> but, uh, that's just, my wife told me the other day, she said, honey, you don't need to lose weight. You've got the body of a God. I was like, well, thanks. And then she said it was Buddha. Oh, no. I, I, I don't know if she was talking about my stomach. Anyway, but health, that's one of the top ones, right? Uh, another top new goal or, or, or resolution that we make is our finances. We're going to do yeah. better with our finances this yeah. year. Another one is developing better habits. Mm -hmm. And one of those is defeating the habit of procrastination or killing the beast of procrastination. And so often what we're doing is we, we try to break off bad habits. I got to get rid of this bad habit. With this, get rid of this bad habit. There's a scripture. I love how we can connect all this to the authority of God's word. Like you said in the beginning, yeah. how do you overcome evil? Romans says you overcome evil with good. So how do you overcome bad habits? I believe you overcome bad habits by creating new and better habits. Yeah. Instead of spending all of our time trying to get rid of bad habits, what if we created new and better habits that overcame the bad habits? And so that's why I wrote the book, Make That, Break That. And we talk about killing the beast of procrastination. And if you're going to overcome procrastination in your life this year, you said, that's one of the things I got to do, no matter how severe it is. Number one, motivation is the key and it, it's what gets you going. So the habit is what gets you there. But when you make motivation a habit and you got to learn to motivate yourself, people all the time will introduce me as a motivational speaker. You know, and, I, and I, I'm like, that's fine. I, I don't, I'm not a motivational speaker. I really don't think there is any such thing as a motivational speaker because I can't really motivate anybody. Right. Right. 
Yeah. I, I, I might be an inspirational speaker, mm-hmm. an educational speaker, but I, I tell people, and I don't tell them I'm not a motivational speaker because <laughs> they were paying me a lot of money. That's right. To be a motiva- I don't tell them after I cash the check, but my real goal is to be a transformational speaker, yeah. right? That's something yeah. I say would transform the way you think or the way you look at something because only you can motivate you, That's right? right. Uh, I can inspire you and encourage you, but you got to get up in the morning and you got to develop the habit and, and, and you've got to continuously uh, feed your mind with with good and with mm-hmm. clean and with pure and inspiration and, and yeah. positive thoughts, yeah. right? And and that's something you, a lot of people have to work at. I was born negative. I was born a pessimist. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're always so positive. I got to work at that all the mm-hmm. time. I don't know about you. You may just be a, up all the time. Me, no. <laughs> I mean, I, my blood type is even be negative, right? <laughs> so I really have to work on this. And, but it's a choice that I've got to be motivated to make every every single day. Yeah. And so listening to podcasts like this right here and, and reading the, the magazine and the, and the stuff that we put out through the Thrive community, I love it because listening to, to these, these things and reading those things is what keeps us motivated and keeps us trained and keeps us focused in the right direction so that we can... It, I think Thrive and, and what you and, and Colleen and all are doing is is kind of like a, an activator, right? Mm-hmm. It just it acti- it activates us, gets us moving yeah. in the right direction and helps us kill that beast of procrastination. Because when you sit and, and, and well, I need to do that, try to, you're going to miss mm-hmm. opportunities. I, I yeah. can think of opportunity after opportunity I missed just because I waited too long. Yes. And I've learned how to think quicker, to make decisions quicker, to because uh, because you don't want to miss a good opportunity when it when it's available because you were just I, I use the you know the the old say, ready, aim, fire. Right. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of people ready. I had a, a guy that used to work for me. Ready, aim, aim, aim. I, I think that's the right I, aim. And by the time he fired, it was gone. We already yeah. missed the opportunity. Yeah. I'm, I'd rather ready, fire, aim. <laughs> ready, fire, re-aim, try again, try again. And yeah. uh, let's just, let's get moving. Let's get doing something. And so I think I think motivation is, is a key, one of the main keys to defeating procrastination. I love that because, you know, as I think about a lot of the women that listen to this podcast, there's so many people that are in high levels of, you know, leadership in corporate America, but some of those people, God has called them out of corporate America and he's called them to start something. He's called them to be an innovator, to be a creator, and they've been afraid. And so they're doing exactly what you're saying, which is ready, aim, 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 but there's no forward movement. And so what you're leaning into here is is so important. I think you're right. It's what we try to bring with the Thrive Today platform, and that is to infuse courage into people so that they will live out the call that God has on their life. And so I just love what you're, what you're leaning into there. I, th- I think um, I do a lot of speaking for Mary Kay Cosmetics and, and Mary Kay. So, of course, she passed away before I started speaking for them, but I wanted to learn everything I could about her. You talk about a courageous woman. I began to study her life and how, what she did to be such a success and now lead so many other women to their own businesses and great futures for themselves. And, and one of the things she would do to defeat procrastination is she would take the first part of every day 
and she would prioritize her day. Hmm. And she'd say, okay, here's six things I'm going to do today. And this is just a helpful, easy way to, to defeat procrastination when you got tasks in front of you. So yeah. here's, here's six things I'm going to do this day. And then she'd prioritize those six things. She never did number four until she did one through three. She never did number six till she did one through five. Never did number two till she did number one. And so often we just jump into the day. We got so much going on and, and we can get to the end of the day and go, man, it was a nonstop day. What'd you get done? I don't know. I don't know what I got done today. <laughs> I, but I know I never stopped moving yeah. the kids, work, job, this, yeah. that. And, but just finding that time to stop the beginning of the day. You say, I don't even have an extra 15 minutes. I don't have an extra 30 minutes to plan my day. You'll find if you take that time, 15 minutes, plan your six things, prioritize them. You'll find you'll get so much more accomplished the rest of the day by taking that time at the beginning of the day. And it really helps you kill that that beast of which one am I going to do next? Which one am I going to do? I know what I'm doing next because I've already created a plan for that day. That's so powerful. I want to talk a little bit about your book, which I love the title. And I, I would love to know a little bit about how you came up with the title, um, Make That, Break That, and and just what was the heart behind writing this piece of work? Yeah, well, you know what? I, I discovered in my life that developing routines or habits is what brought success yeah. uh, in, in business, in life, in relationships, in all areas. There was habits that I that I developed. And so as I began to look at it, and and begin to see the the there was a, a cycle or a I call it the in the book I call it the habit loop mm-hmm. and there's a way that we subconsciously create habits yeah. and so if we could figure out that 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 loop of what happens to create a habit how could I use that loop to develop the habits I want in my life and you know they say you hear all kind of different things 21 days to make a habit 30 days right. to make a habit research shows that it's about 66 days to create a habit. Wow. So, so I said, what if you could create one habit every 90 days, four habits, four new habits, four new habits a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, man, think in five years, that'd be 20 brand new success habits. Wow. Think where your life could be five years from now if you created 20 new success habits. Give yourself 90 days. And, and then I talk in here about how to set up systems to help you because, uh, you, you know, I, I've so many times you probably have to, this is what I'm going to do and I'll do it. I'm going to eat an apple every day, right? Or whatever it may be. And and I do it good for a week. Second week. Oh, I forgot one day. Third week. uh, I forgot this got going. And then pretty soon I'm like, oh man, I forgot I was going to do that. (laughs) And, and so a lot of times, well, the apples are in the crisper drawer in the refrigerator and I'm running out the door and I just totally ran out the door. I was in a hurry and forgot. So yeah. what if I set a bowl on the, the the counter right on the way out the door with the apples in it? Mm-hmm. So now I see it on my way out the door. What if I put my keys next to it? So yeah. when I pick up my keys right there is the apples. And so what kind of systems can I develop? Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff I talk about in the book. I try to break it down and, and make it simple. I, I do a podcast called Success Made Simple. Mm-hmm. And so often we make all these things, everything's so difficult and complicated. And, you know, in success, we can, some of the gurus of success used to like to use such deep words that you're like, whoa, how, and they sound real deep and real, oh, or the aura about it's all like, I'm like, look, there's some simple processes. Let me help you make it simple mm-hmm. so you can get it done 
doesn't overwhelm you, and you can create some habits that will bring greater joy to your relationships, greater joy to your business, greater joy to your life. Yeah. I mean, life was meant to be enjoyed, I think. Yeah, we're going to work hard. We're going to do great. But let's enjoy the journey. I always say one of my, my quotes I use all the time, the rest of your life will be the best of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can develop some of these habits, make that, break that. How do yeah. you make new habits, get rid of these uh Break the bad habits, make the new ones that lead to success. And in the book, I try to write it in a way that just makes it simple. Where you, oh, I get it. I like those aha moments, right? Yeah. Ah, that's so much easier than I thought it was going to be. And so, yeah, that's that's really what was my passion behind the book. It worked for me. And I thought, I think I can help some other people break this process down to make it real simple for them as well. How do you connect these habits to success? I mean, I think we can all kind of hear it intrinsically, but maybe even in your own life, like how have you taken some of these habits and built success over time, especially getting to go on tour with some of the folks from Shark Tank? I know everyone was probably like, wow, that's amazing. Like, because we watch those folks all the time and just there were habits, right, that you built in your life to get to that point where you're like, hey, I'm on, I'm on tour. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's amazing is that that right there was the habit of building a vision board, yeah, right? A dream wall. Nine, wow. In the mid-1990s, I think it was probably about 1996, I was in Dallas, Texas, and I went to the Get Motivated seminar at Reunion Arena. 30,000 people packed the arena, and I went, and and I got invited to this. I'd never been to anything like it in my life. I'm yeah, I grew up in church. My dad's a preacher. My grandfather's a preacher. I've been in church my whole life. I've never been at a business seminar. And, right. and, and here I was at this business seminar and a guy named Zig Ziglar got up yes. to speak. And I'd never, I'm like, this guy's like a preacher, but yet these principles are all, that's in the Bible what that guy said. That's yeah. in the Bible. And, yes. and, uh, and I was just, I said, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And all of a sudden this passion came in me and I'm, I'm like, that's what I, I want to do. And, and later in life, uh, John Maxwell became a great friend and a, and a mentor and and really began to spark that even a little bit more of that in me. But I remember taking the cover of that Get Motivated seminar, showed the arena full of people. I said, one day I would love to do this. And I, and I took a picture of the arena. I put it on my dream wall. One day I'm going to speak in arenas. One day I'm going to do Get Motivated tour. 1995. 19, uh, 2000, 2005, 2010 go by 2014, 13, 14. I think it was, I met the original owner of the get motivated seminar, met him. Actually, I spoke at a church and he was at the church. I'm like, this is it. He's sitting right there. He's going to hear me. This is my time. (laughs) Nothing. Nice to meet you after church. Great job. Oh, shoot. Uh, I thought that was my opportunity. A year or so later, he ends up selling the company. Another guy buys the company. I'm at a a little place in Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama. I meet a couple in the green room. I just got done speaking. They say, have you ever heard of the Get Motivated Tour? I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, this is 20 years later, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. I've always dreamed of being on that tour. They go, we work for that tour. We run all the backstage. We run the green room, all the guests. They said, we've never done this before, but we feel like we're supposed to introduce you to the owner. And I'm like, 
That's awesome. Like, I've had this on my dream wall. See the habit of building a dream wall, the habit yeah. of getting a picture. Something has to be seeable before it's believable, believable wow. before it's achievable, wow. right? I got a picture of what my future looks like. And, and so so I, that one day, that, that's where I'm going to be. I can see it all throughout the Bible. It talks about the power. Visualization yeah. is not a new age thing. The imagination is not a Walt Disney thing. It's a God thing. David, whoever kills the giant, gets his bills paid off, no more taxes, gets to marry the king's daughter. David said, hold on, could you repeat that one more time? Nice. <laughs> I think he just started picturing all my bills paid off, paid in full, that big red stamp, no yes. more taxes. The yeah. king's daughter, <laughs> I'm going to get the money and the honey. Right? Yeah. He's like, this is going to be awesome. And he went out and fought a giant because he got a picture of his future. Yeah. And so I had this picture anyway. They set up a meeting. The owner lives in Tampa. I'm going to be in Tampa. And he says, I'll give you 15 minutes. I'll meet you at Starbucks. I'm like, okay, wow. great. I'm going to meet him at Starbucks for 15 minutes. Maybe he'll give me the opportunity to be on the stage one time, right? And so at, at the, the meeting, the 15-minute meeting ended up going over two hours. We sat wow. there for over two hours. By the time we were done, he had booked me on every on the tour. Not just the one time. Most of the time they try someone once or twice, yeah. see how they go over. He's, he booked me on the whole tour. And here's what's amazing. He booked me in the morning slot, Zig Ziglar's old spot. Wow. 20 years earlier, the habit of visualization, Gosh. the habit of the imagination, of building that of, of a picture of the future. 20 years later, now I'm actually in Zig Ziglar's spot teaching on the Get Motivated Tour. And uh, so it's, it's been pretty, uh, it's been pretty phenomenal. So, and, and COVID hit, we, the tour shut down yeah. and uh, actually he got, I have a call. He called me yesterday looking to start the tour back up. And so we're going to, we're going to talk later today. So, Hey, uh, it's just one of the most powerful habits I've found that has led to success. And I can tell you story after story. That's just one little story, but. But uh, I think that story is so important for, our listeners so that they can understand the power. You said, see it, believe it, achieve it. And that idea that it starts with writing it down and believing it first in your own heart before it ever comes to pass. But also I see something in that story about the fact that you didn't give up because it wasn't like it just happened the next week. And I think so often we want to microwave success, but God is building us underground and in the background in those quiet years. And then when we emerge, we're ready for what he's called us to do, which I absolutely love. What final encouragement or thoughts would you give to our listeners today? Yeah, I would just encourage you, like I said earlier, the rest of your life will be the best of your life. I'd encourage you to write that down. I'd encourage you to say that to yourself. The rest of my life, no matter where you are today, no matter what yesterday looked like, no matter the rest of your life from today, you can mark today, circle it on the calendar. Today begins a brand new day for you. And if you can see the rest of your life will be the best show. and begin to speak that we know the power of words, life and death are in the power of our, our tongue. And I believe we can, we can chart the course of our future with our words and by declaring and speaking that into our, our future as well. And so I just encourage you to develop the habit, the, develop the habit of speaking words of, of hope and, and, and declarations into your future. Uh, I believe it. I believe you'll see great success come from that the rest of your life will be the best of your life. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Dave. This has been incredible, and I am definitely inspired. 
Well, thank you. I hope I didn't talk too much. You did thank not. You it was for, awesome. <laughs> thank you for having me. And thanks for letting me be a part of the, the Thrive community. I love what you guys are, are doing. I just encourage everyone, keep reading the articles, keep listening to these podcasts, keep yourself uh, full of inspiration and information uh, that will lead to transformation and lead to a great future. Well, thank you for joining the Thrive Today podcast. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share this episode on your social media platforms of choice. We would love for you to follow Dr. Dave. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram. You can go over to his website, davemartin.org, and you can also follow him on Twitter. Look, if you haven't had a chance to step into community, what are you waiting for? We would love for you to head over to thrivetoday.com and learn a little bit more about what it means to lead with leadership, community, and strength. We'll see you next time.